Hey, I'm Dan Rosenberg. And I'm Stephanie Shelton. And we'd like to welcome you to 11 Minutes with Octane 11, a B2B MarTech podcast, where we talk with experts in B2B marketing about real life challenges and solutions in this complicated space in just 11 minutes. Because no one has time to listen to long form podcasts, least of all B2B marketers who are using so many tools more than ever, they're under more pressure than ever to deliver breakthrough messaging and business impact. So who has the time? This is actually the very first episode of this mini podcast, and we're super excited to be joined by Julie Bernard, a longtime friend and seasoned B2B expert. I would say that every time I talk with Julie, I learn something, but really I learn like 10 things. So anyway, we don't have a lot of time, so let's just jump into it. So first, Julie, tell us a little bit about your background and what you've been working on these days. All right, great. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Stephanie. I'm happy to be here. I know we only have 11 minutes, so let's just do the the short version. I've, even though you said I'm a B2B marketer, I actually spent the first two thirds of my career in B2C. And it's a, it wasn't even just in marketing. It was merchandising, supply chain, warehouse management, finance, a bunch of different things, management consulting and strategy work. It ultimately brought me into my B2C space nowadays, but it was a very nonlinear, not very traditional pathway to where I am now. Today though, I am all B2B. B2B all the time, and it's mostly tech, and it can be any type of tech. It could be ad tech, martech, fintech, spatial web tech, and currently focusing on driving marketing for Lily AI, a retail tech platform. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, you've been on quite a journey. I'm excited to ask this next question, given your involvement across so many different technology platforms, but what are some of the biggest challenges you've seen in B2B marketing and go-to-market motions overall? So we only have 11 minutes. So <laughs> let's try to come up with a couple. And I think this the series will be great as you start to hear different people talk about the different challenges they're having, because I'm sure if we were to be listing them all out, they'd all be on there. A couple of things come to, to mind when you ask that question, Stephanie. The first thing I would say, and it's a broader comment, is holding on to the shackles of prior thought. I feel like we talk about playbooks and frameworks and we're so stuck on the methods and practices that we've always employed, and we keep trying to make them work in a modern context. And yet, I think there's a big opportunity for B2B marketers to think about when new information, new data, new math, new capabilities illuminate issues differently. I look for people who have the courage and the confidence to change their mind and embrace the new and try something new. In particular, since we're talking to Octane 11, I do want to talk about the reality of the attribution challenge. And we talk about the CMO having the shortest tenure of any C-suite executive. And so much of that comes back to alignment with other senior executives and what does measurement look like? And it's still an, it's an imperfect science. And we can do a lot of things to make it as good as possible, yet we still have to create those partnerships and the alignment with CFOs and CEOs so that they understand it's not a perfect science. And a good example would come down to the reality of dark social and what the scale of the internet has created in enabling word of mouth at scale for channels that by definition are not a part of any sort of attribution software. They're not a part of any sort of measurement. And it's reported that at least 50% of tech sales happen through dark social. And so really building alignment around that reality, educating the people around us, not dark funnel, but dark social to think about these challenges and understand them upfront. Then at a very tactical level, I think B2B marketers can do a much better job with maximizing their event marketing investments and thinking about event ROI differently, but that's probably a session 
for a whole conversation, a podcast in and of itself. I, I love it. Those are huge points. Dark marketing, dark social, dark web, all that stuff. You got to turn on the lights of all that. If you can't, can't measure it, you can't manage it. And that's obviously something that Steph and I, yeah, the whole team think about all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I hear those common challenges across a lot of companies that we're working with today. So on that kind of same vein, are there any tools or tactics or vendors or even campaign ideas that you've seen work really well to solve some of these challenges? Sure. So again, I'll start broadly. Broadly speaking, I think we we live in amazing times. The enabling technology capabilities that are coming to bear now are game-changing to make our lives easier, not only from an efficiency standpoint, yet also enable us and empower us to be far more effective. So I think the first thing is to be curious and to really carve out time literally daily to stay abreast of what's happening in the world of technology. And of course, it's a shiny object syndrome moment with artificial intelligence, yet we do have a whole new breed of AI coming to bear. And I think it's exciting and we have to stay on top of what might be available to us in that regard. Broadly also, I think from a um, consideration standpoint, we need to be thinking way more about video. We're still a little bit too dependent on the written word. We're doing a little bit more too much with still the good old fashioned blog post and any book and a white paper and all of that. And I think we really need to, to rethink the role of these different things. Let's get into specific those. And this is the dark social moment. Here we are in a podcast. Mm. I love crayon. Let's just call out mm. tools and, and partners that are really yeah. good. Crayon competitive intelligence has been a wonderful, empowering solution for me for a number of different clients I've had in the past four or five years. I absolutely am obsessed with the interactive demo solutions that are mm. out there to help bring tech alive and to let our potential buyers and future users guide themselves through, yet not with descriptions of what the tech does, yet stories that inspire mm. them and relate to their, to their business. So I think interactive demos, my go-to there because they've been a good partner from day one is a company called Nevatic. Mm. Dan, you've heard me talk about them before, but I just yeah. love that group because not only does their tech do what they say it does, which is another issue for a lot of B2B marketers, particularly tech ones, <laughs> there's a bit of mythology in some of the promises, yet they're also just great to work with. My I other love, favorite- I love that one. We got to get set up on that one for sure. I love Nevatic. And then my mm. other one is Gong. Mm. You know, what did we ever do without Gong in mm. terms of the intelligence to be gleaned from clients and prospects alike, and also to understand where- when we talk about as B2B marketers, how we empower oftentimes our sales teams, how we can really hear where they may be needing some support and where we can do things differently to help them be their best selves in the sales process. So those are just a few that I'm really excited about. Conceptually, something I'm also excited about that I could talk about all day long, community-led growth. I'll just mm -hmm. leave that one there. I'm a big fan of CLG, and I think B2B marketers with intentionality to how we do it have a great opportunity mm -hmm. to leverage CLG. Mm. So true. No, those are all great ones. And those aren't, I mean, those tools are even beyond what a lot of B2B marketers think about is like the meat and potatoes of your paid owned and earned. Like these are just even incremental, which is amazing. Yeah. Because when we, when we talk with clients about all the tools that they're trying to integrate to get a unified view of everything and a unified, unified signal down to the account level, they might not be thinking about some of those tools you just mentioned. So there's just yeah. even more to get in there. So thanks for adding some integrations to our roadmap there. Yeah. So let's see what else. What, what's one thing that you would say that people get wrong in B2B that everyone's talking about, but maybe in the small points the right department, way. we gate way too much content. Yeah. I'm just going to leave that there. Yep. Have that debate with people all day long. We gate yep. way too much content. 
why do we make it so hard for people to engage with us and to develop a relationship with us and to force them to share proprietary data when they're not ready to do so. So that's just one thing. Again, more strategically speaking, we don't tell enough real stories. We spend way too much time in descriptive feature capability types of writing and copy, and we're not really connecting emotionally. And most decisions, even in B2B, are still driven by the irrational brain. They're not as rational all the time. And we need to connect better to the emotional context of our potential buyer. And I think we have an opportunity to do that much, much better. Someone I'm inspired by is a former Disney animator who is now a co-founder of a business called Lytro. And he brings what I would say much more magical selling to the B2B marketing context. And I would ask everybody to really think about what does story really mean? And, mm -hmm. and also, please, 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 we can be way, even when we have to be a bit more descriptive and solution specific, we can do better than drive sales. We can do better than operational efficiency. We can do better than deepen loyalty. Please let's come up with something far more interesting than statements like that that are ubiquitous and not differentiated. The edginess, the distinctiveness, the differentiation, we got to step up our game as B2B marketers. And I hope, I hope to bring that to the clients I have. And I would ask all of us as an industry to do better. Perhaps be inspired by the B2C world in this one. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, we're at time, man, 11 minutes goes really fast. So I'm glad we're keeping it brief. I learned a lot. I'm just thinking, we talked about the dark social, talked about doing more video, Crayon as a vendor, Novatic as a vendor, Gong as a vendor, community-led growth. We're going to have to follow up about that one maybe next time. Getting too much content and just telling those real authentic stories. So great stuff here. Thank you so much for joining us, Julie. It's always so much fun. I always learn a lot. And thanks for joining us, listeners. We've got a great lineup of B2B marketing experts on deck. So check out more episodes at Octane11.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks to Octane11 for helping to change our industry. Appreciate you guys. You know it. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.